Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, I've had a displeasure. <laughs> uh, Stacy and I, we watch movies, we watch TV, we like pop culture. I am in a trance with the Marvel Universe. And there was a film that was produced, 2022's uh, Morbius. It is a movie that was produced by Columbia Films, which is Sony, basically in association with Marvel. So I don't know how much input Marvel puts on this, but here's my disclaimer. When it comes to this uh, Spider-Man universe, which is Sony Spider-Man universe, SSU, I'm very careful on how I critique these movies because they follow a line of stuff that does not align with the MCU. Certain characters have been moved over slightly, and we've seen certain things with the exception of Spider-Man and one cameo appearance by Venom. But outside of that, there has been nothing that ties these characters to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that is my disclaimer from the very get-go. So when you hear our review, our review is based on the merit of this film. This film is the third film in the Spider-Man universe. So the first goes to the Spider-Man uh, group of movies, the Venom group of movies, and now Morbius. Um, so I will start off with Stacy. What was your first initial impression when you started watching this movie? Well, first off, I want to say we're going to try our best to to go through this without ruining the whole show. But we're going to be honest. I mean, there's not much we're, we can say that won't ruin it, in my opinion. Um, we're very disappointed. Or I was, anyways. It didn't hold my attention. Maybe, like, one or two scenes. Enough to know what was going on. But I, I didn't like it. And, and clearly, I'm going to agree with that. Um, me being 36 years old, like I always tell my age, because it makes sense about what I'm going to explain. The char- character of Michael Morbius. I can take you to the Spider-Man animated series from the mid-90s. And you can get the synopsis from one episode of... 25-minute episode <laughs> of Michael Morbius and what his his character role is to Blade, to everyone else that is involved with him. Okay. And that would shut you down from ever having to see this movie. Right. And, like, I, I didn't think the acting was bad. Um, I thought, you know, the characters were well played. Um, it had some action in it. But I just, I was bored during the whole thing. Like, they could have cut that down a little bit. It gave us the background that I like. Um, the startup from whenever he was young. And then growing up a little bit. And then, you know, becoming who he is. And um, this movie... This movie was developed, and it was initially supposed to come out in July of 2020... Um, COVID-19 kind of postponed this movie, but this movie to me would have been in a better place had we had this movie come out during COVID. I disagree. I still think the movie was bad and you keep, I don't, I don't think it matters when it came out. I mean, <laughs> if it would have came out towards the beginning of COVID, it would have had to compete with Unhinged. And I think this would have flopped. Yeah. I think the development of the story, what bothered me about it, uh, is if you follow the comic books, 
Right. And that's initially what these right. movies are for. Are for and, I, and I don't, but J.R. does. Um, it fell short in every avenue to present this character in a good light. Um, Jared Leto um, in Galaxy of Films says fuck Jared Leto on their stickers all the time. They do have a thing against the actual mm-hmm. actor. So See, I, I liked him. I did like him acting acting this out. I'm not saying that that at all. And you know, if they don't they don't like him, whatever, that's their opinion. Just like this is my opinion, you know. That's kinda like a butthole. We're all entitled to one. Right. Or we all have one. <laughs> um so I think just the way that the movie played out, once again, I'm a person that likes storylines. I like something drawn out, something that that I can actually work with. And there was nothing in the very beginning, in the first five minutes of this movie, that draw me in. We went to right. a childhood. In the childhood, I would have taken another five more minutes inside their childhood. Mm-hmm. And, because basically, he saves, Morpheus saves his life to a degree, uh, the other character, Milo. And then he's sent away, basically. We don't hear about how Morbius gets to be the genius he is. It just well, <clears throat> okay, we're just going to ruin the show. Because um, whenever we come to this. Because I, do I don't know if you didn't pay attention there or if it just didn't, you know, it wasn't entertaining enough to remember. So basically, the adoptive surrogate brother comes in. They're both sick. They have a blood disorder. And he calls him Milo because there was another kid there before him that I assume died. And his name was Milo. So he just changed this kid's name. (laughs) That's some shit I do in real life. Yeah, (laughs) And um, it was Lucian, I think is how you say it, was this kid's real name. And like you said, he does almost die. But um, Michael does something with the machine and fixes it with a pen. So they interview him. They talk about it. They find out that he's basically a genius so his adoptive surrogate father sends him to school to become a doctor and then speed you up without giving away too much more spoilers um with that rare disease that's where he has to go find out right he finds a a, finds a serum or a way to make something with the vampire bats yeah, like, like, yeah, like I said, we're just going to give you the whole synopsis of the movie. Yeah. Because if we can save you from all that time, then more power to us. Because <laughs> and, and then basically he becomes Morbius inside the yeah. little cage. He's banging on the walls and going crazy. He's like, no. Right. And he just goes wild. And he starts doing this like, it's not even teleporting. It's like he just moves really fast. So it looks like he's teleporting. Right. Well, I think he was um, twisting into... A bat of sorts, like it was kind of like it was um, a cloud of whatever. You really couldn't tell that he was transforming into a bat, but you could see the cloud that kind of made it look like that. So that, I mean, that that was pretty cool. Like I said, there were a few parts that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm glad I watched this part. But if you follow us on TikTok, you know, we're gonna record those few seconds and you will sum up the whole movie (laughs) and just probably a couple TikToks. Yeah. So it it, like, so then there's a lot of unnecessary violence, which it has to have violence or something to carry it. 
And then there go, it goes from that to having the investigators, which one is played by Tyrese. And Tyrese is one of those actors, people like him from Fast and the Furious and mm-hmm. like him from Transformers. But he's one of my least favorite actors. So I guess I have... Right, a, you were so disappointed whenever you saw him on stage or on, on screen. Yeah, because I was like, Marvel's not going to hire that dude. Right, he's like, not that guy. Oh, so, <laughs> Yeah, he's not that guy. So like right when I seen him, it was automatic turn off to, yeah. to him. Him and his partner were trying to investigate, and I don't know what type of investigation they were doing, because honestly, all they did was step in a room, say some real quick witty lines, and then they left. Right. It it didn't, or I didn't pay attention enough for there to be a background as to why they're like, oh, they're drinking blood like vampires. Like, where did that information come from? It made no sense. Um, but whatever. And his brother, as he got older, um, played by Matt Smith. A lot of people might know him from Doctor Who. Yeah. That, that's what drew me in. It's like, oh my gosh, it's a Doctor Who guy. As a vampire. Doctor Who yes, is a vampire. Yes. And everybody knows that I'm very keen on if you play a character like the guy that plays a character from Justified. Uh-huh. No matter what he does, he did a movie. Uh, Raylan. Yeah, Raylan. He did this movie called Hitman, right? Yeah. And I know him as Justified. So I'm like, oh, Justified's <laughs> got a new movie out. So that's how right. I feel about Doctor Who because that is one Doctor Who I do know. Right. Because um, he, was, I mean, I know the other ones too, but he was the one that was synonymous. Like that's in you know the time I was in college and stuff. But anyway, getting back to this movie. So you would think that once um, Milo has taken on these powers, that Milo and him would join forces and try to make things right. Right. With the world. Well, I I think that they didn't because the way that Morbius handled it. It's like, no, I don't want to give this to you. I don't want to cure you. But it wasn't in a vindictive way. It was, I don't know how to control it. And I don't want to put you through that yet. So I think he was telling him no for his good. But... Um, Matt Smith's character, Milo, um, he just wanted to be cured, so he didn't care. So they have a gangster scene in the club with some dudes. Milo gets pressed by some dudes because he's trying to <laughs> holler at this chick. Next thing you know, he goes outside, and then, ah, he kills him. Um, that's my sound for this. Ah, that's how you die when the vampire <laughs> gets you. And it's just sucking their blood out, puncture wounds, very simple. Then that's the end of the movie because Milo gets killed. Pretty much. And then this is what's scary about this movie. This movie's bad, right? Your credit scenes end up having um, characters from Spider-Man get involved. I'm not going to give that part up. So you can't get the spoiler anywhere. And another bad thing about this movie I do want to talk about real quick. This is headline news. This movie was streamed over Twitch. And... A lot of people saw this movie illegally on Twitch before it was released. That's one thing that I think it, it's, it probably is helping to greenlight a sequel because they are the, everybody is heavy, even though it's such a bad movie. The end credits set up something that's bigger than this movie. And um, I will relate that to maybe it could be the Sinister Six. I just want to put that little... Right, that was the first thing you said was, oh, this could be leading up to that. And if it is the Sinister Six, those will be the guys that will be Dr. Octopus. Uh, Vulture, that's the character that I did not mention. and It slipped my mind who the character was. But Vulture, Michael Keaton, was inside this at the very end in two different scenes. 
So they, they kind of did the moral thing there, but they gave away too much story. Because at the very end, they had a conversation that you can listen to. And that basically ties us up. It Basically, it's a filler to the Sinister Six. However, they bring Shocker into it. Uh, Rhino and all the other characters, which have already previously been in Spider-Man movies. Right. However, they reintroduce these characters, or if they just get new people to play them. Right. Um, you got your setup for your next... Right. I, like, like you said, I think that this was just like a filler movie, an introduction movie to Mor- Morbius to kind of be like, hey, this is how he came to light and how we want to introduce the next set of movies. And the only problem that I have with this before we get off of mm-hmm. here is this. Morbius's character as a vampire aligns more with Blade. Blade is being rebooted because Blade is a vampire hunter. Right. They cross paths in the comic books. And the the thing that kills me here is that Marvel knew that they were going to... That, that at some point, Morbius will probably interact into the M- MCU. And with this bad of a showing, why would we even care about Morbius' character when it comes to Blade? Which Blade will be its own separate entity. But at some point, if they ever wanted to cross cross it, or if they ever got the license back to Spider-Man... These characters that are aligned with Spider-Man are property of Sony, and it's easier to integrate it if you have a good storyline all around. So that wasn't my worst takeaway from this at all. Right, and um, I was doing some research, and it doesn't seem like, you know, we're not the only ones that disliked it. Um, IMDb gave it a 5.2. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 17%. Um Metacritics gave it a 36%, and I could be wrong, but those lower percentages don't necessarily mean good. Yeah, it's not a good situation there. But it's only an hour and 48 minutes long, so if you're doing nothing and you're sitting around all day, you might as well play it in the background. I mean, give it some views, see how it does, give it the chance to um, possibly do something better on the next step. And to anyone that wants to get a more developed story about Morbius, please tune in to the Spider-Man animated series, the sixth episode of the second season. Season two, episode six, will give you a better story of Michael Morbius and how he plays over into Spider-Man's world. And we want to thank you for listening in to our um, good but not so good movie review on Morbius. Yes, and and, uh, other ways that you can uh, interact with us, definitely head over to wvuncommonplace.com the www's is, they go in the front of that you know that already um, join our mailing list uh, check us out on Instagram TikTok uh, we're getting more vibrant on TikTok most definitely um, we had our first in person live interview um, on Saturday this review you will be hearing very soon um, to pay, pay attention too because we do we are doing our first Comic Con and Toy Convention so Make sure you follow up for that. Let us know if you have any questions. Um, It's the Huntington Comic and Toy Convention. So if you have any special questions for any of the guests that are going to be there, send us a message and we'll do our best to meet up with them and ask them some questions. And we are over on Verbal, so I do like to get the voicemails that we do get over there from the fans from time to time. And that phone number is... 304-462-9721. 304-462-9721. You can definitely reach us at that anytime. Leave a message over there. Um, if it's something truly encouraging or something really great, we will eventually do a fan appreciation episode. And 
Outside of that, it's JR. And Stacy. From West Virginia Commonplace, we are signing off.